This week's podcast is about a Isla distillery known as Lafroyig, a little known but highly productive distillery with some great expressions and history. Welcome to Savor Whiskey. I'm not selling and I'm not yelling. I'm here to introduce you to the good life and to hopefully settle your life down and introduce to you an appreciation of the wonderful world of whiskey travel and life's joy. Let's learn about Lafroyig. The 1745 rebellion split Scotland in half, pitting clan against clan. Around 1815 to brothers, Donald and Alexander Johnston leased 1,000 acres of land from the Laird of Isla for rearing cattle. That land is now known as Lafroyig. Donald offered his brother Alexander 350 pounds for his share of Lafroyig. Alexander agreed and later emigrated to Australia where he lived to a ripe old age, dying in 1881. Unfortunately, Donald only lived until 1847. It is believed that he died after falling into a vat of partially made whiskey. Donald's only heir was his son, Dougal. At just 11 years old, he was too young to take over, so the distillery was looked after by his uncle, John Johnston, and a local farmer, Peter McIntyre. By 1857, Dougal Johnston was old enough to take over the running of the distillery himself. He was assisted by his cousin, Alexander Johnston. Together they ran the distillery until Dougal died on the 6th of January, 1877. The fame of Lafroyd continued to grow and new buildings were erected. However, as was the way in the late 19th century, much of Isla's malt went into blends and Lafroyd was no different. Its smoky, peaty taste was highly appreciated by whiskey blenders. It was especially coveted by Lafroyig's next-door neighbors at Lagavellan, which was owned by Mackey and Company of Glasgow Spirit and Blending Merchant. Mackey and company were taking the lion's share of Lafroyig's output for blending with grain whiskey. This had always troubled Dougal, as it restricted Lafroyig's ability to sell its own single malt whiskey to a wider market. With Lafroyig gaining more and more of a reputation as a single malt, the problem was now coming to a head. Alexander died and the distillery was inherited by his sisters, Mrs. William Hunter and Catherine Johnston, and by his nephew, J. Johnston Hunter. Lafroyig's fame as a unique whiskey continued to spread. In 1887, the leading whiskey journalist of the time, Alfred Bernard, reported, the whiskey made at Lafroyig is of exceptional character. The distillery is greatly aided by circumstances that cannot be accounted for, largely influenced by the accidents of locality, water and position. The family decided that blenders Mackey and company were getting too much of a whiskey that was in demand as a single malt and terminated their agreement. Mackey and company reacted by accusing Lafroyig of acting illegally and took the distillery to court, a case it duly lost. By 1921, Alexander died and the distillery was inherited by his sisters, Mrs. William Hunter and Catherine Johnston, and by his nephew, J. Johnston Hunter. In the middle of the 20th century, Bessie Williamson left Glasgow University with a master's degree in 1932. With jobs scarce and the economic slump that hit cities like Glasgow in the early 1930s, she took on a succession of temporary appointments. In her search for regular employment, she kept in close touch with her uncle Willie, who was accountant to none other than Ian Hunter at Lafroyig. One summer, Ian wrote to him asking if he knew of a reliable person for a summer office job. Bessie jumped at the chance and arrived with just one suitcase for the summer, unaware that it would be 40 summers and the love of a lifetime before she left. Ian Hunter was the last of the family line. The secrets had been carefully guarded by the family over the years, and Ian was incredibly protective with regards to the distillery, its setup, and the whiskey's recipe. He never let journalists, photographers, or writers near the distillery, 
and even took a retired Cooper to court to stop the publication of a book that contained a description of the distillery. However, in Bessie he found a person that had passion, integrity and the drive to maintain the great traditions of this whiskey. So, over the years, he passed on to her all the distillery knowledge he had acquired. It was during this time that Ahan's ideas for maturing Lafroyig spirit in ex-Bourbon American white oak casks began to properly take hold. The Second World War and local changes in Spain and the rules for exporting sherry in casks had resulted in a scarcity of fresh ex-sherry butts. The result was an industry push to reusing exhausted casks. Preferring not to compromise the distillery's high standards, Ian pioneered the use of the more readily available American 53-gallon barrels, which he had broken down and recoupered as slightly bigger hogshead casks in Lafroyig's cooperage. By 1950, the majority of Lafroyig's spirit was laid down in ex-Bourbon American oak. In 2008, His Royal Highness Prince Charles visited Lafroyig for the second time, this time as part of his 60th birthday celebrations. The second Lafroyig live event took place at the distillery in Isla. The distillery launched the first Cardiz bottling. Cardiz means friendship in Gaelic, so it seemed an apt name for a bottling made exclusively available to friends of Lafroyig. Lafroyig is the story of a community, an uncompromising, tough and determined group of people who work to ensure that this defining whiskey has always remained true to its origins. These origins can be found in Isla itself. Its harsh climate and tough landscape have created a hardy people whose single-mindedness and honesty is as distinctive as Lafroyig. Located at the head of Loch Lafroyig on the south coast of Isla, Lafroyig Distillery is renowned for the rich, unmistakable taste of its whiskey which is the favorite of His Royal Highness the Prince of Wales and even bears his royal warrant. Lafroyig still employs the traditional methods and time-honored skills that have been used for centuries to produce the most distinctive single malt in the world. For 200 years a small team of dedicated islanders have worked here to create what is considered to be the most distinctive single malt in the world. Of course over time the people change, but Lafroyig's traditional methods, the ancient skills and absolute dedication to quality always remains. Let's do a tasting of Lafroyig 18-year-old. To my eye it's a wonderful pale gold on the nose. Soft, sweet and spicy Isla Peat smoke a very elegant approach, slowly growing bigger. Mild peat with toffee sweetness, dark espresso and some buttery notes high on coastal notes and sea spray as well. Sesame oil, smoked bacon, countered by a little vanilla and honey, sweet oranges and ginger too. It's all there in the nose. Let's taste, Slangevar. There is a slightly salty tang that complements notes of oaky sweetness, dried citrus and peat. Slightly creamier and elegant again, with lots of oranges and one or two tangerines. Peat smoke, some rose pepper and plenty of coffee notes after a while. Some tobacco, an elegant combination of flavors. The finish is long and glorious. This is what single malt is all about. Longer, drier, acrid smoke, salted butter and oranges. A very, very good Lafroyeg, relatively gentle and refined, with nice fruity touches. Prices have gone up lately, but I'd say it is still good value and worth checking out if you can still find it. Thanks for listening. Apologies for any mispronunciation. Gaelic is one of the most difficult languages in the world. Remember to savor whiskey and don't drink and drive.
And don't forget to keep learning and loving. Life is too short for having a bad time. Life is about passionate living. Good food, fine whiskey, and great people make you worthy of it all. I'm Carl Cimini for Savor Whiskey. For more information, please visit Savor Whiskey on Facebook or at the website savorwhiskey.com to find out about Scotland, whiskey, and tastings in your area. And always remember, savor whiskey with friends and thusly, savor the good life.